Welcome to the Fan Into Flame podcast. My name is Aristotle Alviso, but you can call me Ace. Each week, I'm going to teach you something new about Jesus that can change your life today. I'm also going to teach you something about revival from either the Bible or history, as well as how revival is shaping in New Orleans right now. And then we're going to take what we've learned and declare the kingdom of God over different neighborhoods and people groups in New Orleans. I'm going to do this until every heart burns in New Orleans for revival. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the present-day ministry of Jesus, the Nineveh revival, feed the multitudes, and then the future of New Orleans. Let's get started. The present-day ministry of Jesus. Thanks to my pastor, Pastor Frank Bailey from Victory Church, my walk with the Lord changed dramatically when I got a better idea of the present-day ministry of Jesus. In other words, what is Jesus doing right now? In Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's right. At this moment, he is baptizing people in his church with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Baptized. You ever seen a water baptism? What happens? Someone's in the lake, river, (laughs) jacuzzi, whatever it is, with you, and they dunk you completely in the water. That is what Jesus wants to do to you. He wants you to be completely submerged in the Spirit. He wants to give you all of himself where you are most aware of his presence, his love, his passion, his power, and his glory. And that's not all. He actually wants to keep baptizing you. This is not just a one-and-done kind of deal. That's not intimacy. He is there right now, waiting for you to look at him, to desire him, and him alone, so he can fill you with his glory. Next, Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, He is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is, at this very moment, praying for you. He lives to pray for you. Let me ask you this. You ever have those moments when you just really need prayer? I know I sure have. I bet some of you even know exactly who you're going to ask for prayer. That one person that just knows how to touch heaven. Well, have you ever considered the fact that Jesus is always praying for you? I don't know about you, but I'd say there's a pretty good chance that Jesus' prayers get answered. Don't you think? Of course they do. Let's look at the verse again. It says, He is also able to save to the uttermost. To the uttermost. uttermost. Now that word doesn't get used a lot in today's language. But if you study it out, it means, one, that you're saved completely. Spirit, soul, and body. Once you're saved, you couldn't get any more saved. Two, you are saved eternally with an everlasting state of salvation. And three, he is saving you from every circumstance, through all times, because again, his intercession for you is forever. Now, I'm not against asking for prayer, but the next time some unfortunate circumstances come knocking on your door, why don't you first Just lift up your hands and say, thank you, Father. (laughs) Thank you, Father. I'm so glad that in the midst of what's going on right now, Jesus is praying perfect and powerful prayers for me. I trust you. I love you. 
and I celebrate your victory ahead of time. And finally, let's take a look at Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 23. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. There is literally an eternity's worth of revelation to get from this passage. But for the sake of this podcast, I want you to know that right now, by faith, you can draw near to Jesus. With a heart of faith and abandonment, you can enjoy with intimacy with Jesus himself. He's available to you, and he wants you more than you've ever desired anything. My friends, don't wait until heaven to get you some Jesus. He's standing at the door of your heart, and he wants in. Alright, in this segment, I want to talk about the revival of Nineveh. But first, what is revival? Here is just part of a definition from Arthur Wallace in his book, In the Day of Thy Power. Revival is divine intervention in the normal course of spiritual things. It is God revealing himself to man in awful holiness and irresistible power. It is such a manifest working of God that human personalities are overshadowed and human programs abandoned. It is man retiring into the background because God has taken the field. It is the Lord making bare his holy arm and working in extraordinary power on saint and sinner. What I want you to get from this is you don't plan a revival. You don't orchestrate or facilitate a revival. We'll talk in a later episode on the, on the role of prayer and our role as a church in general prior to and in the midst of revival. But you'll see in the genuine revivals that we'll cover, the Great Awakening, the Welsh Revival, the Azusa Street Revival, no one advertised ahead of time, revival meeting on the outside of their church. No, my friends, God will take center stage and he will get all of the glory due his name. Now let's talk about Nineveh. In the book of Jonah, what people are most familiar with is the fact that Jonah spent three days in the belly of a fish and was spit up on, sh- on shore so he could carry out the mission that the Lord had given him. But what mission was that? The Lord said to Jonah in chapter 1 verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, because their wickedness has come up before me. God sent Jonah to warn them that their city was going to be destroyed in 40 days. Here's something to learn about our God. My father is a good father. When God could have just destroyed Nineveh in the blink of an eye, he sent a prophet instead. Our God is a good God, and there is always a redemptive solution. No redemption is without repentance, however. So how did Jonah's mission go? Nineveh had a revival. In three days of walking and preaching through the nation of Nineveh, all the people fasted and repented of their ways. All of them. In addition, it says the ruler of Nineveh even commanded the nationwide fast. Here is a characteristic of revival. Every realm of living is touched by the hand of God during revival. 
In this case, its leader was heavily impacted, and then he commanded everyone to repent. In another episode, we'll talk about the impact that Charles Finney had on the leaders in upstate New York. Here's another very peculiar fact about this revival. It says that even the animals fasted. <laughs> the animals fasted. What this means to me is that a real revival has a very supernatural effect to it. It doesn't mean that every revival should have fasting animals. In fact, while we're talking about it, don't let history restrict what you think is possible. In fact, let it expand your imagination. Let me help you out. In the episodes to come, as you learn about revival history, tell yourself, if God can do this, then surely he can do exceedingly abundantly more in my city. We serve a limitless God, and we'll never have him completely figured out. Anyway, believe in the supernatural. I'm so excited to cover all the supernatural things that God has done in the Bible and also in the past 2,000 years during the Great Revivals. Now, what do I want you to get from this segment? The Bible says that where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. When a place is riddled with sin and wickedness, like Nineveh, like New Orleans, he isn't aiming to send destruction. He sends revival. And that's what's coming our way, in Jesus' name. Y'all still with me? Now it's time to feature something that the body of Christ is doing in New Orleans to advance the kingdom of God right now. This week's feature is Feed the Multitudes by Victory Church. Feed the Multitudes is a yearly event put on by Victory Church in Metairie every 4th of July. Thousands come to get free groceries, hot food, snowballs, while the church body ministers to them with the gospel. This event has been going on for over 30 years. Last year was probably its most unique year amidst all of the COVID restrictions. I'm so inspired by Victory's leaders by not rolling over and letting the circumstances stop the work of the ministry. Hundreds of cars came and received their goods drive through style. All the while, teams of believers walked amongst the cars to pray for people and to share the gospel. This year will be even more unique, and without giving anything away, I just recommend that you make your way to Victory Church on Airline Drive this Sunday at 10 a.m. You don't want to be late. So what's the point of sharing what's going on in New Orleans? In 1 Kings, we see that the prophet Elijah at some point believed that he was all alone and the only one that had not bowed to Baal. What did God do? He encouraged him by showing him that he was not alone and that there were in fact thousands that were still faithful to the one true God. This is my heart for doing this podcast in the first place. The greater New Orleans area has over 1.2 million people. There are hundreds of churches in this area too. But where is the revival? Are these churches now filled with nothing but, quoting Jesus, whitewashed sepulchers full of dead men's bones? No, I refuse to believe it. I know there is a remnant out there. I know there are others out there that don't want to just do church. They want to see New Orleans turned upside down by the power and love of God. I know you're out there. And my prayer is that through this podcast, I'll find you. That one day, your story your testimony of Jesus can be shared on this podcast to further encourage people that New Orleans shall be saved, that this generation shall be saved. Now that I've shared about those three things, let's pray. As we pray, I want you to fix your faith with mine and agree. Father, 
thank you for your son Jesus. I believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that he is seated at your right hand, upholding all things by the word of his power. Thank you, Jesus, for always praying for me. Thank you that because of your prayers, all I can see is goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. Father, I pray that you would give me and all under the sound of my voice a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that our eyes would be opened to the precious and awesome knowledge of you. There is none like you, Jesus. Thank you for the grace to hunger for you. Increase it even more, where every desire of our hearts are replaced with a desire to delight in your glory. As you have made clear in your word, Father, I agree with you and declare that New Orleans is not bound for destruction. From the North Shore to Plaquemines Parish, from Kenner to New Orleans East, New Orleans will be shaken by the goodness of God. By your mercy, by your grace, by the pouring out of your spirit, by the bold sharing of the gospel. Just as the king of Nineveh repented, our mayor, our city council, our parish leaders, our district attorney, our sheriffs, they will all have only one cry, that you would be glorified. Righteousness exalts a nation. New Orleans will be a city on a hill a former bastion of sex and drugs and witchcraft. The nation will look at our city and shout, Look what great things the Lord has done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's all I have for today, guys. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about Jesus as faithful and true from the book of Revelation. Then we're going to take a look at the contrast of Pentecost and the Tower of Babel. Powerful. And then we're going to finish up with the Let Us Worship movement, led by Sean Foyt. Now before we go, how is revival impacting your part of New Orleans? Shoot it to me on Twitter or Instagram and get it featured on a future episode. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. See you next week. I love you.